Game on! We're back with Christian. Was that how we're starting today? Yeah. Oh, okay. Changing it up. Well, we're back to another new episode of Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. A bag of everything but the bagel, or as my mom likes to call them, bajo. Oh, also appropriate. Yeah. These are the Trader Joe's seasoned kettle-cooked potato chips. So I, I'm thinking this is a play on the everything bagel. Well, they have uh, everything but the bagel seasoning at Trader Joe's, which, oh. is, a, which is a popular uh, topping. Okay. So it's like uh, garlic and um, whatever. We can talk about it. It's got poppy, sesame seeds. I think, it's, I think it's got all the different... Garlic, onion. Yeah. Huh. All looking the salt, I believe, is in there. Yeah, looking forward to that. Thank so. you, Kate and Tobin. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, we're going to talk about pinched nerve. Oh, the old pinched nerve. Yeah. Pinched the nerve in my neck. Woke up, pinched the nerve. So pinched nerve isn't really a diagnosis at all. It's sort of a loose term that we use to describe a number of different things that are essentially resulting in a radiculopathy in most cases. Ridiculous pain. Yeah. So this is what uh, is also called nerve root disease. Huh? Yeah. Because it doesn't have to be the nerve root that's pain. You can pinch a nerve and, uh, oh, yeah. and, and have carpal tunnel. Absolutely. Tarsal tunnel. Cubital tunnel. That's Christian's phone. I think that's a wake-up call. That was my computer. Ooh. I already told it that I didn't want it to know about daylight savings tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. For all those uh, who are listening and uh, are watching it snow, uh, Christian and I are hunkered down in the clinic. We're going to be okay. There's a, there's a mild rain, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's white yet. More of a mist of rain. Um, mist. But it's coming. Allegedly. It's going to be a big one. Pinch nerve. Sorry, yeah. I got sidetracked there. Causes for this sort of thing are degenerative changes, which result in uh, the loss of disc height, bony changes, so arthritic changes, uh, spurring potenti potentially, narrowing of the foramen. Is, uh, the foramen, foramenal narrowing. Quite, quite common. A disc herniation is also a possibility. Uh, these things can occur due to trauma, diabetes, you'll see it with pregnancy, obesity, and also as a result of repetitive motion. In most cases, symptoms will include numbness and tingling, weakness, and if it's a long duration, atrophy of that muscle, which is problematic, loss of sensation, which is also a concern. Uh, a lot of people get uh, pain along the spine, whether that's cervical or thoracic or lumbar early stages of a pinched nerve will have basically no ridiculous symptoms potentially. No ridiculous symptoms. Yeah. I like saying ridiculous. I think it's good. Are we going to talk about like neurotomesis, axonotomesis, neuropraxia and all that stuff? Anything you want to talk about really. Um, I can't remember what's what. The options are open to you. Neuropraxia is compression of the nerve. Mm -hmm. um, That's probably your best indicator of pinched nerve. Yeah. Yeah. That, that shows up on an EMG. Yes. We're going to talk double crush? No, let's keep it simple. Let's I mean, double. I mean, double crush is always a component. I mean, we've mentioned carpal tunnel. I mean, some of the most famous pinched nerve sort of things are carpal tunnel, tarsal tunnel. Hitting your funny bone is yeah, a nothing funny about that. Nerve, so you've compressed the nerve, resulting in uh, ridiculous symptoms. Uh, I mean, stenosis is a compression on the nerve, right? So that results usually in more pain with more erect standing, upright standing, more reduced pain with hunched standing. These are all forms of pinched nerve. So it's very loosely used to indicate, you know, soreness in necks or soreness it, in the low back. Yeah, it's more a it's more a description of a symptom or a 
series of symptoms than it is an actual diagnosis. Absolutely. Um, but it's easy to say. People hear it all the time. A baseball player couldn't throw because he had a pinched nerve in his elbow. Mm -hmm. Oh, the other one was a stinger, right? That's oh, a famous a stinger is a football good one. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Also, uh, a radiculopathy situation going on there. That's yep. a partial traction injury, which can result in radicular symptoms usually. It's a UFC fight yesterday where somebody got body slammed on his neck. Ow. Passed out. That's not a good way. That's a potential way to break your neck, but that's a way to pinch your nerve. Actually, probably pinching the whole spinal cord. Definitely wouldn't encourage slamming down like encourage that. that concept. This radiculopathy occurs in about 85 out of 100,000 adults in the U.S. That's a lot. Fairly common. Uh, it is more common in people over 50. Yeah, probably less space in the foramen or whatever area the nerve travels through, be it the cubital tunnel or the carpal tunnel. There's yeah. been some. Degenerative change? Yeah, some ligamentous thickening in some places. That's always a good one. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, definitely age-appropriate. As in, when you get to be my age, you're going to have to start worrying about a pinched nerve. Symptomatically, most people do really well with a round of movement of some sort. So if you get the person moving, that does a lot in terms of alleviating symptoms in this place. Most people have uh, a muscle spasm that accompanies this. So the nerve starts to get irritated. The body's response to that is to spasm around that area, and that results in increased symptoms. And if you can get those muscles to calm down and relax, usually through active and passive movement, the muscle relaxes, symptoms reduce, more movement ensues, and symptoms resolve. Break the cycle. Absolutely. Sometimes if you have a, a tremendous amount of inflammation and in, in actuality, meaning it's very acute, um, they will describe a dose pack, which is a, That's always a six, good one. five, six, seven day of a pack of steroids. And uh, this can be very beneficial, um, not in the sense that it fixes the problem, but it allows us as, as providers, as physical therapists, to, uh, to start moving you. Um, so if there's less pain with movement, again, then we can break that cycle of spasm and stiffness and pain. So that can be very beneficial. Definitely. In most cases, it's not really encouraged uh, to do an x-ray or an MRI uh, acutely. If this is something that popped up a few days ago, you probably don't have to run out and get an x-ray or an MRI unless there was a trauma involved in, in the result of these symptoms. So you were in a, a large accident or something traumatic occurred, then it may be advisable because a fracture may be causing that problem or, or, or a more significant tear. But what we find a lot is, is that we know asymptomatically many, many, many people, and this increases as the lifespan goes up, have disc herniations or stenosis or any other kind of kind of degenerative change with without any symptoms. And so just because you have a disc bulge at the level and symptoms, that doesn't always mean that that's the cause of those symptoms at that particular time. As a matter of fact, I dare to go out and say most of the time it doesn't mean that that's what's causing it. And in, a, and in the cases of a, of a disc herniation, we, we know that those disc herniations can reduce through kind of movement and activity and the reduction of muscle spasming and, and other things. And if at the end of the day that they don't, I mean, surgery always becomes an option down the road. But it's certainly not an option that's really encouraged or should be encouraged in the, in the early phases, and that can be the first three months, really. So if you're experiencing these symptoms for, for what feels like forever, 
three months with a with with radiculopathy is a, is quite a long time, but it's also in the grand scheme of things, not that long of a time. Yeah, and, and that's as hard far as, to grasp. Yeah, as far as surgical indications concerned, there are other things like so. If all of a sudden you start experiencing loss of strength, or a significant atrophy, mm-hmm. um, where you know it's it's clearly the, that there's some asymmetry starting to develop that wasn't there before. Those are signs that um, that that something needs to be done sooner because nerves um, have a tremendous amount of flexibility, so you can compress them for a long time and they have an ability to bounce back and heal up, but there is a point of no return. So if you start to compress them that much for that long, there may be some permanent um, issues. So you, you want to avoid that, but th- that's usually not the pain as much or the numbness tingling. It's more of the weakness. Yeah, definitely atrophy is a huge long-term indicator of issues. Uh, the other really acute issue that's concerning is compartment syndrome, which is also a form of kind of pinched nerve, radiculopathy, compressed nerve situation going on there. Uh, that's a very acute situation that needs to be addressed quickly. Uh, typically, that's where something occurs, usually in the leg or the forearm, where you get a significant bruise or other injury, and swelling occurs, and that swelling then compresses the nerve, resulting in immediate a uh, very short-term loss of motion, uh, controlled motion, and that's something that needs to be addressed very quickly. Absolutely. But outside of that sort of a thing, surgical intervention early on really is something that should be avoided because it doesn't provide any meaningful long-term benefit. No. I'd venture out to say that the majority of these symptoms will go away either with use of medication or physical therapy or some postural changes, uh, work posture, what have you. Yeah, lots of options there. A lot of those do not require surgery. And then on the plus side, a pinched nerve is very indicative of what's going on. So continue to use that term uh, to describe your own symptoms. That's completely fine. I mean, that will tell, in most cases, your provider or whoever you're seeing a great deal about what's going on with you at that particular time. Yep. So just because it's not an official diagnosis, it is certainly an appropriate term to use. A lot of diagnoses are better off when they're descriptive. So yeah. there you have it. Trivia time. Ooh, last week's trivia. Where is the deepest hot spring in the world? I got this right the uh, fourth try. Yeah. Something like that. Took just a couple tries. You did okay. It is right here in Colorado, the Great Pagosa Spring, also known as the Mother Spring Aquifer in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. It has not been possible to formally measure the depth, but it is at least 1,002 feet deep. That's when they stopped? They ran out of... Uh, oh, they ran out of cable? They ran out of... Yeah. Huh. It's, it's deeper than 1,002 1, feet. That's as deep as they could measure with their, their string and bobber situation. I think that's pretty deep. So the majority of the spring is between uh, 25 and 30 feet deep, but there is a small section that clearly goes down an additional uh, 970 (laughs) feet or whatever, uh, at least 970 feet. Uh, We had one guess from the Ultimate Hot Spring Guide for Trinity Hot Springs, which is sourced from 2.2 miles down. However, the spring itself is not 2.2 miles deep. Yeah, that doesn't, that's not the same. So there's... 
slightly different term verbiage terms there, but we will give the ultimate hot springs guide full credit for knowing uh, that the Trinity Hot Springs is sourced from 2.2 miles deep. It is so deep, in fact, that it has no nuclear radiation in it. Nuclear? From the uh, nuclear testing of Wh the 1940s. Where is the Trinity Hot Spring? I believe it's in Idaho. Hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a hot spring guy. Not a hot spring guy. No, I don't like heat. I'm not a big hot anything guy. Hot went, tubs, not a not a fan. Went to the Glenwood Hot Springs once with the whole family. Yeah. Ended up just uh, hanging out in the cool end of the pool. Just standing there on the side somewhere. Yep. Didn't go anywhere in the, uh, it was too hot for me. Yeah, the uh, Trinity Hot Spring is in Featherville, Idaho. Hmm. I should ask uh, my good friend Brent about that. Oh, does he see that? Is that? Okay. This week's trivia question, what city was the first capital of the United States. This is a good one. I'm, I'm not going to guess because I already guessed it. Oh, good. Chip time! I was looking at this bag and the chips. This is probably one of the few times where the chips actually look remarkably close to the, the ones on the bag. Oh, they're on the little white edge that it shows. But the rest looks pretty good. Yeah, they're, they're, it kind of almost looks like an egg yolk sort of a thing yeah. going on there. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, there's um, potatoes, seasoning blend with poppy seeds, salt, sesame seed, natural flavors, onion. We all know what's in uh, natural, natural flavors. flavors again. Onion powder, garlic powder, black pepper, uh, sugar, corn maltodextrin. They could have left that out. Yeah. Sesame oil and soy lecithin. Uh, whatever that may be, but yeah, it's, yeah. so it's like a, an everything bagel on a potato chip. On a potato chip. <laughs> chip to air ratio 70 percent this is pretty one impressive of the fullest bags we've ever had well done trader joe's all right chips obviously kettle cooked all right damn it i knew it was going to happen there's all onion there's like a lot of oil too it's like a that's not good the chip itself has a really good consistency, nice crunch, well, well-prepared chip here. Flavor-wise, I'm getting all onion. Little garlic. Little garlic in there, definitely. It's not pleasant. I see poppy seed. I don't see any sesame seeds. I don't see or taste. Oh man, I was so excited about this. Maybe it's the sesame oil that's throwing me off. It's got a funky aftertaste. It does. Um, oh, these are not enjoyable at all. If you had these with beer, it would ruin the beer. Because the flavor is so, um, it's so off-putting. It doesn't remind me of an everything bagel at all. No, it doesn't, there's no everything bagel flavor here. Hmm, I missed the boat there. Oh, it reminds me of, um, of the, uh, what is it, the sour cream and onion one. Yeah, chive one? Yeah. Or the sour yeah. cream and onion one? Yeah, no, both. Both of what that's not a flavor I enjoy. Hmm. It's weird. Two thumbs down from Jimmer. I'm not, I'm not needing any more. I mean, the, the chip is really a good chip. Now, now I know why there's so many chips in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> They're just trying to get rid of them. Yeah. Um, it's really not a pleasant flavor. It's, no, it is really weird. 
Oh, man, that's a bummer because I was super excited about Well, I guess that happens. Yeah, it happens from time to time. I bet there's people out there that are going to love this, especially you. Uh, you Salt and vinegar flavor? No. Onion. You, you chip, sour cream and yeah, onion fans. The Lay's sour cream and onion. Yeah. Yeah. Chip lovers, um, run out and get this. Yeah, the aftertaste keeps getting a little less pleasant. It's it's um, you have to be so careful when you use onion in everything, right? It's the yeah. same when you're cooking. You it's so over overpowering. Yeah, quick. yeah. I'm gonna go mm. one thumb down. It's, uh, oh, no, I'm the, going. I'm the chip itself is is holding it up a little bit. If we now. wait like five more minutes, I'm gonna do, go to three. You're gonna. Oh wow. Okay. Well, we better end this thing pretty quickly here. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening today. Next week we are gonna go into what could very well potentially be. The final episode of Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. I'm, I'm thinking that uh, th- there's a very distinct potential that we may end this uh, fantastic run. This run here. Next uh, week. We are going to review the Kettle Habanero Lime Chips and also the Lay's Kettle Cooked Extra Extreme Cheddar Chips, both compliments of Tony Crea. Thanks, Tony, for bringing us in. Thank and, you very um, much. We're going to try them out both. Just in case. That's what we gotta do. Gotta do it. Just in we'll, case. We'll sacrifice for you guys. That's we'll, how we roll. We'll do it. Uh, if you like today's episode, please tell your friends. Follow, review, subscribe. If you are looking for more information on this topic, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter this week. If you're looking for more information on rebound therapy, head to the website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening. <laughs>